everybody. Thanks again for listening. Uh, my name is Matt Dotre, the government reporter for the AJ. And I'm here again for the AJ's March primary preview. Today I'm joined by David Nelson, David Nelson, excuse me, uh, running for county court at law number three against Philip Hayes in the Republican primary. David, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure being here. Very good. Do you want to introduce yourself? Well, David Nelson, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas, uh, have been a uh, practicing uh, trial lawyer for over 40 years. Uh, have most of my career has been in Lubbock, and uh, proud member of the uh, Lubbock Area Bar Association, and uh, proud member of this community. Very good. Grew up in Lubbock, correct? You bet. Uh-huh. Texas Tech grad, all of the the you whole bet. shebang. Yeah. Undergraduate uh, degree, a BBA in finance, and uh, of course went to Texas Tech University School of Law, received my Doctor of Jurisprudence there. Very good. Lubbock has been very good to me, uh, both educationally as well as uh, community benefits. Awesome. I I really love this city. Very good. Are you surprised by the attention this race is getting? I wrote about that for my story about the campaign finance reports earlier this month, just about how much attention this race is getting, essentially. Well, uh, my understanding is that I think people care very much about uh, uh, the trial judges. They want to make sure that they have... Uh, a fair and impartial uh, court and a judge that presides over that court and that everybody has equal access to that court and that they can be assured that they're going to get their day in court. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about what uh, County Court at Law number three does? County Court at Law is a statutorily created court. Uh, there are three county courts at law in Lubbock and there are numerous county courts at law in other uh, cities and counties throughout Texas. And um, jurisdictionally, county court at law, as well as the other two county courts, have both criminal and civil jurisdiction uh, with certain limits, uh, monetary limits, as well as uh, uh, the degree of of, uh, crime. By agreement, by local agreement in Lubbock, county court at law number three is primarily a civil jury trial court where civil issues uh, are tried before a jury uh, and heard before uh, that judge. That's by local agreement. And these these are countywide, of course. Of course and they then, are. Do you want to kind of give us some examples of, you know, civil and family issues or cases that may come before your court? Sure. I would think probably the most common issue is uh, an automobile accident or a, uh, a truck uh, accident where persons are injured. Personal injury matters uh, where... Uh, you have litigants seeking damages uh, as a result of perhaps the negligence uh, on the part of one or the more of the drivers of the truck or the vehicles involved. Okay. Additional matters would be disputes with regard to contracts. Uh, if there is a breach of a contract by uh, one or more of the parties of the contract that uh, requires a trial by jury to resolve and assess the amount of damages that the uh, parties may have incurred, that would be another one. Family law matters as well. Mm-hmm. And how do you separate yourself from your opponent in this race? Well, my firm conviction with regard to this race and, and judges in general is that you need to have an experienced trial attorney being the judge in this court. Uh, I've been a trial attorney, practicing uh, jury trial attorney in Lubbock and West Texas for over 40 years. Uh, They call it the law practice for a reason. 
And that reason is because the longer you practice, the better you get. And I have tried many, many jury trials in this in this county and in counties throughout West Texas. I have uh, by far the more experience with regard to trying cases. Uh, I also feel like um, you need to have someone in a judgeship that's that's a proven public servant, someone that cares about their community, someone that will make sure that their court is accessible by all members of the public will ensure that their court is a part of the community and that, that every attorney as well as non-attorney that comes before that court will get a fair and equal shake. I'm a proven public service with, with the many things that I've done, not just city council experience, but uh, been involved in community boards, uh, helped throughout the community on many uh, measures that have been uh, to the benefit of Lubbock, and and I believe that those things separate me from my opponent. Yeah. And tell me what kind of, I like the way you phrase that, um, tell me what you learn from 40 years of being <laughs> being a practicing attorney. I mean, tell me, you, you know the ins and outs of the courtroom and, and the courtroom experience and all, all that, right? Well, of course, that's a big part of it. We have naturally rules of civil procedure that when we try lawsuits, when we file lawsuits and we prepare for trial, uh, there are certain rules that all lawyers have to adhere to. And uh, doing that for 40 years, I think, uh, makes me well-versed uh, at those rules of procedure. Uh, secondly, rules of evidence uh, are applicable in jury trials and Absolutely. in this county court at law number three. You must be proficient, knowledgeable, and able to properly apply those rules of evidence uh, so that both parties or all parties in a trial uh, are uh, working by the same rules. The judge needs to be knowledgeable of those and when there are objections made and disputes with regard to appropriate evidentiary matters, the judge uh, has to be able to rule on those. Mm -hmm. Forty years of trial practice I think gives me a leg up and gives me an opportunity to be be able to rule on things, on those things definitively and well. Yes, sir. Have you ever worked with a difficult judge before? And, <laughs> and how do you handle something like that for, from your end currently? Well, uh, that's always a, a, a relative question. Uh, I would simply say I've worked with hundreds of judges in my practice of law uh, throughout the state of Texas. Um, and the one thing that we need to remember is that that's their court. Yes, sir. Yeah. They may run their court a little bit differently than perhaps the, the, the judge in Amarillo mm -hmm. or the judge in Abilene mm -hmm. or the judges in Midland. But it's their rules of procedure, and we need to adhere to those. Obviously, we have to respect everybody has to respect the rule of law. Mm. And that's the great equalizing factor. The judge comes with experience in and knowledge of the law, and the, so, so do the attorneys. The judge is the final say on that rule of law, and we must respect that. And I think very... Uh, informative and calm dialogue between the attorneys and the judge is always the better mode. Okay. And I think that, that that's the way I've practiced law and that's the way that the good judges that I've been in front of conduct their trial proceedings mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> and how can you make sure you remain you know, partial in, in your courtroom? And, and I ask just because um, you have been around Lubbock so long and you served on all these, you know, public boards and commissions and with the city council and you were a member of the city council so you're of course very well connected how do you make sure you remain partial then in your courtroom well are you meaning remain impartial 
impartial, yes. There we go. <laughs> Excuse me, all right. Yeah, a huge difference, yeah. <laughs> well, certainly, I, that, I think that's another thing that 40 years of trial practice teaches you. Mm-hmm. You might have a dispute with someone, or you might have an appreciation for some thing, but when you get in the courtroom, and when you apply the law to the facts of the case, mm-hmm. you are ethically bound to apply those uh, legal uh, maxims mm-hmm. impartially. And I've, I've done that all my life. That's the ethical aspect. And, and judges do that on a regular basis. Good attorneys do that on a regular basis, even though we are advocates for our side. But we all respect the uh, equality and impartiality of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And I could, you know, say I get to know you very well and we have a, a relationship for years. Mm-hmm. I can assure you that you will be respected if you come into my courtroom, mm-hmm. but you will also be expected to adhere to the same law that you, the other side, and, and the, uh, the judge and all the attorneys adhere to. And it'll be applied fairly and equally. And again, that's with the maturity mm-hmm. and the experience that comes with that. You can do that very easily. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good. Tell me what's appealing about this seat, especially because, you know, of course, this was an open seat, and then the county commissioners appointed someone, or Judge Hayes, to the seat last year. Um, there were more than 10 very qualified people, uh, you know, who applied for this job. Tell me kind of what's appealing about uh, this judgeship. My legal career has well prepared me to uh, adjudicate the issues that come before this Mm -hmm. court. I could not have been more perfectly trained to be this judge than my legal career has uh, benefited me. Uh, My law practice, for the most part, after two years as a prosecutor, in the district attorney's office here in Lubbock, where I, I was able to get great trial experience. My legal experience has been in civil trial law. I've been a civil litigator. I've dealt with general civil matters. And um, my emphasis has been in litigation. That has trained me to be a judge of a court that litigates primarily civil matters. Mm-hmm. So my legal career has been the best trainer, uh, has prepared me very well to be a judge in this court. That's what I really enjoy. It's a natural outgrowth and a progressive progression of my legal career. Mm-hmm. What I've done for over 40 years, I can now uh, adjudicate. I can now have the, that experience to draw on that will enable me to recognize the very important legal issues involved in that civil matter and be able to address those and properly explain them to the jury an appropriate jury charge mm-hmm. with the appropriate law that applies. I think that gives me a great advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's what is, yeah. I, I love that. It's a great opportunity to continue doing what I'm doing in a more administrative role, but yeah. drawing on the wisdom and experience that I've had over the years. Absolutely. And I have to ask, I mean, wh- why do you think the commissioners didn't uh, appoint you? Well, you'll have to ask them. Okay, Matt, and I, I really think, like you said, yeah. there were there were twelve very good uh, applicants for that position, mm-hmm. and of course, um, we had a, an excellent judge sitting in that role, yes. uh, Judy Parker, who was appointed by the governor uh, to the Court of Appeals in Amarillo. She was there between eight and nine years. Did a great job. We all want to aspire to do as well as she did. Uh, and, of course, the appointed judge uh, that the commissioner's appointed has only been in there for a little over two mm-hmm. months. And there's been no jury trials in there. So I don't think the fact that there's a judge in there for two months 
makes it any different. We, we look at the experience yeah. that we've had during our legal careers and how that prepares us. For sure. And that's what I wanted to ask. Do you consider yourself a challenger? And this, do you consider yourself the typical challenger who's... No, you know. I, I really consider myself uh, as a person that is trying to fill a vacancy that was created with, with the appointment of Judy Parker to the Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider the current judge as a caretaker. He has to run. We both have to get elected. So we both have the, have the objective of uh, uh, running for the people, being the people's choice, and who's going to be the best judge for that court. Mm-hmm. What do you think voters should be looking for but w- when they head to the polls? And what, what do you think voters should be paying attention to in this race? Well, I, certainly uh, voters, even though they never think that they're going to be in court, mm-hmm. uh, they need to realize that they might be, or some member of their family might be at some point in time in their life. So you want to ensure that you have an experienced trial attorney that's presiding over that trial court. And that's what this court does is try lawsuits. So they need to look for experience and, and, and make sure that there's someone that's the long-term civil litigator yes. that's, that's involved in that court. I think they also need to look at how committed that particular candidate, judicial candidate, is to his community. If he is a proven community servant, that is a plus. I feel that, that I certainly have been. I feel that through that community service, my ethics have been... Uh, uh, exemplified and on display. The strength of my commitment to this community and service of people has been well documented. And it's tested my mettle. And people that know me, people that have been in Lubbock, know that David Nelson's tough and David Nelson has the mettle to be a good public servant and an excellent uh, uh, judge. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, of course, your time on the city council didn't scare you away from <laughs> public service. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your time on the city council? Well, I, I was there for, for two terms. I thought we did a great job while we were there. Uh, Wendy Sitton was the mayor, Max Entz, T.J. Patterson. We had some wonderful people on that uh, city council in 1997 when I got on Randy Nogbauer, who later became congressman. Yes, sir. Yeah. We had great people. The wonderful thing, I think, the experience that that brought to me was that I realized that there's a lot of people in Lubbock that give of their time for the betterment of our community. And those city councilmen that I worked with were examples of those. We were on different sides of issues on more than one occasion. Uh, I believe most of the time we always came together. We did what was in the best interest of the city of Lubbock. Just like a judge would do what's in the best interest of the litigants and the, the legal principles involved in a case. And and I will tell you, it was my pleasure to serve the city while I, while I was on the city council. And uh, I, will, I will always be appreciative of, of that experience. Yeah. Learned a lot more about the community that I was born and raised in. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, the one thing, we lowered taxes twice. We never raised taxes. We worked within our budget, and we worked together. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, that's all the questions I have. Anything we didn't get to? Any any last, <laughs> any last comments? Uh, Matt, I, I just think that this is, uh, this is a race. It's a down-ballot race. It won't get much attention. But I, like you had mentioned early on, this has drawn a lot of attention. I've had a lot of people contact me. I've, I've had a lot of people that have said they're going to support me, that are walking blocks for me, they're going to put yard signs out for me, they're to make contributions to my campaign so that we can put on an effective campaign to let the people of Lubbock know about this race and educate the people that they need a, an experienced trial attorney in that court. And I would also say that um, recognition of my trial experience and prowess is reflected by my uh, admission into membership of the American Board of Trial Advocates. 
there's a, a handful of attorneys in Lubbock that are members of that organization. And that organization seeks to preserve the jury trial system and admits to membership only those well-experienced trial attorneys that have shown a proficiency for trial for trying civil matters. Mm -hmm. I'm honored to be a member of that association that's uh, local, statewide, and nationwide. And that that is a reflection of uh, the quality of trial attorney and experienced uh, trial attorney that I am. And I'm, I'm proud of that membership, and I think that sets me apart. Very good. David, thank you so much. Best of luck. Thank you, Matt. Matt, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, sir.